Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports. With two ways to win and no rate. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com for details. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. I am joined as always by G. Hey Wiley, Armani Buckets and Brandon Deutsch. How are we doing? You know, I'm awesome. Colorado gets the W. Yep. Up one nothing for all my uh, Tampa Bay fans out there. I'm sorry, but not sorry. So I'm, I'm ecstatic. I'm, I'm good for them because it's been a minute since the West has won um, at least one Stanley Cup game versus like you know the Stanley Cup in per- period. Right? Yep. It's been a few years. So yeah, go I'm Colorado. E- I'm excited for Game Six tonight. No Scott Foster. <laughs> you know the deal there. Dubs and six, baby. I'm a little bummed out because it might be the last day of the NBA season, which is always will. A, yeah, <laughs> unless Tatum has that. 40 point you know game he has in him which Don't is possible out. it's possible i'm giving the celtics a chance tonight not in the series but tonight <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll uh, see how that uh, plays out let's uh, get to the rundown today brought to you by circus sports circa millions and circus survivor pro football contests are back with 12 million in guaranteed prizes visit circusports.com for details hit it jihei of the Golden State Warriors, they can win, can win their fourth championship. It is a possibility um, in eight years tonight as they play the Boston Celtics in game six of the NBA Finals. We've talked a lot about this title and what it would mean for Steph Curry's legacy, but let's look at the Warriors as a team. Um, if they win their fourth title in their sixth trip to the end, uh, to the Finals over the past eight seasons, where do you guys put the Warriors in terms of all-time great dynasty? Right up there, you know, because they're not done yet. I'm not saying that they're going to go out. They're going to go on a separate run. But I mean, if you compare it to, for example, the Lakers, they won three straight titles, and then with you know, so that was with Shaq and Kobe, and then with Powell and Kobe, they won uh, two more. Um, this is a heck of a run. Do you consider that one or two dynasties? Yeah, so that's a good question. So I consider it one with a break. Now it's. Two separate teams, but I would compare it to when you look at the Chicago Bulls. They had the 91, 92, 93 team, and then they had the 96, 97, 98 team. The only constants in those teams was Jordan, Pippen, and Phil Jackson. So with the Lakers teams, it was Kobe Fisher, who's, you know, and then uh, Phil. So I would say one, but that two-year gap was so extreme. But yeah, so I'm going to consider it one. This team's not done. And again, to your point, it's a little bit different where they won without KD. They won with KD. And now this is a new team, but same core group. I'll put them right up there. You know, I don't know how long this run will go. Six 
trips to the finals is incredible. And the big thing there is, and we've talked about this before, they blew a 3-1 series lead to Cleveland, could have, should have won there. And if they're healthy, if Clay doesn't go down, if KD doesn't go down, they certainly beat Toronto. So as impressive as this run could be, it, 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 this is one of the all-time great teams. Yeah, and I mean, Steph Curry's got a lot more in the tank, you know, with the progression of Jordan Poole, Jonathan Kaminga next season, James Wiseman's going to come back, especially if Looney leaves in free agency. They can slot in Wiseman in that role, and he'd probably be able to do that. He's more agile than Looney. He can shoot the three ball. I think Wiseman still has a good future in the NBA, despite injury concerns and people kind of ruling him out. He was the number two pick for a reason. They've got a great future, and they have picks in this draft, too. You know they're going to get some sleepers. You just know. They're just the most well-run organization in the NBA right now. We talk about the Spurs in the 2000s, right? The Lakers earlier on um, in the late 90s, early 2000s. And now it's basically the Warriors. This is from the top to the bottom of the organization. The Russell trade, I mean, you get Wiggins and Jonathan Kaminga, the pick that becomes Jonathan Kaminga. These are just, that's the difference. You know, Bob Myers, I hate to say it, you know, because I'm a Lakers fan, but Bob Myers is playing chess. Everyone else is playing checkers. That's kind of how this is going. I'd be surprised if the Warriors don't make another run next year, but Dallas is getting better with that trade with Christian Wood. I know we'll get into that. And look, they're not done, but I do rank this dynasty up there with the top. It's not the Bulls. No. It's not the Lakers, especially the, you know the Magic Dynasty Lakers and then the Shaq and Kobe Lakers, but it, it's close. It's definitely up there, and they're not done. Yeah, I think the difference in this um, this organization, uh, like you said, Brandon, it, comes, it starts from the top, and they're doing a bang-up job. They're doing an amazing job um, by developing all these guys. But um, I, I think the difference between this is that they are they're getting they're they're looking at the future and they're cost they're bell checking it right they're always looking at the future they're never looking at like hey like at least we have Steph and we have Clay and we have Draymond like we have the core right here so let's work with that they're looking like you know what we're not going to have them forever let's let's go and look at the next generation and like help them develop and then they'll develop along with the system so i mean heck yeah they're a dynasty and, and i didn't even among the top. i didn't even mention moody he's gonna be pretty yeah. good too yeah. yeah i think that when we look at right now i wouldn't have them above the lakers dynasty the bulls obviously the lakers in the 80s and i wouldn't have them above the spurs dynasty that we just saw but i do think that they will pass because of what you mentioned brandon all the youth i think that they will pass those teams and i think that they're very close this might not be a good time to say it but i still think the celtics are very much in this series well yeah no one's no one's denying that and i think that i personally i think the celtics when you go to a game say it say it with your chest say it with your chest if you're confident about the celtics just put it out there i'm not fully confident but i do think that they win tonight i think they force a game seven and game seven we know anything can happen anything can happen and I think it's 50-50 at that point, but I, it's tough to lose. Where I don't I agree with you is they are Spurs. greater than the Spurs, yeah. only because the Spurs never did what I think is the hardest thing to do is to come back and win it the next year. It is so they hard. They did. No, they, the, uh, the they won they lost in 99. But they, 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 they lost to the Heat, and then the next year they whooped them. And they Duncan, never won back to back. I'll just show you. Sure, well, yeah. that's the key. Yeah, that's yeah. the whole point that I was saying. It was they oh, won I'm in '99-2003. The Lakers won. They won in 2005. The Mavericks won. They won in 2007. The Lakers won. It's just it, it, that is to me. If you're gonna say where do they rank, 
oh, listen, the Spurs are amazing. It is so hard to repeat. So if you yeah. won two in a row, certainly the three, that is so hard to do. And we'll talk about and not Tampa Bay trying to, to yeah. do that. The yeah. Lakers have done that. The Chicago Bulls the have Warriors done that. The Warriors haven't. They have not. They haven't. Really, and I hate to, I mean, because they were so close. Listen, the 3-1 lead they blew, certainly when you blow it at home. When that game seven is at home, you have to close out. The Toronto thing is heartbreaking because you can't do anything about losing two of your top players. And and again, th- those guys were done for not only just that series, they were done for, for the year. With Clay, he was done for two years. But um, So yeah, not better than the Lakers, not better than the Bulls. Slotting them above the uh, sh- San Antonio Spurs. So when we talk about all-time greatness, are you guys more of a longevity matters more? Because that's why I lean Spurs. Or are you more like the pinnacle of this team was better? Because so I, I think, think it's two part. It, it's you have to do it over a ten year period, or you know. But 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 here's the thing: this team is longevity. Point, they're not done yet. They're, yeah. they're kind of in the middle of it. And what they've done so well is that they've built themselves up for a sustained success. That's what I really like about it. This is not a, you know, we're going to win a title this year and then you won't, you know, we'll be cap-strapped and we don't have a chance. I mean, this team is so good and they're built for the long haul. Yeah, yeah. And also, like, next year, obviously, there's going to be a lot of healthy teams in the West, but we just don't know. They could be back. We agree a lot, Arash, but this one, I am not with you. Right now, I take the Spurs, and the other thing that we're not taking into account is the Spurs could have had one more title if Zaza doesn't go under Kawhi's leg in that series. There's a lot of those. Oh, come on. That's like like saying Toronto. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. you could tell the whole country of Canada that they have zero rings if, like, KD and Clay are healthy. But don't tell them that because they'll get mad at you. One, two, three, four, five. Five. Okay, so... If the Warriors win tonight, they will have won four, and they're not done yet. I, I guess my thing is, like, my thinking is they're not done yet. Well, well Steph's going to come back. Clay, yeah. you know, we'll see how he but, comes back and Draymond, and yeah. But also, you mentioned like the Kobe. Kobe was the only constant, and Derek Fisher and Phil Jackson with yeah. that Lakers team. With with the Spurs, that I don't really count the '99 a part of that dynasty because it's like David Robinson gets hurt for you, you get gifted with Tim Duncan, and then of course you're going to win the championship. And then David Robinson isn't on those dynasty teams in the in the late 2000s, right? So it's like those are completely different teams. Yes, longevity. You you argue that, but the Warriors, bro, like they they're not done. They're going to win this championship probably. I mean, it, it would help to close out tonight because anything can happen in a game seven. And Ime Adoka is great at making adjustments. No Scott Foster to their advantage. So they should they should really get it done, but they're not done. Real, real quick, so we talked about lists, so I'm going to do a quick one right here. I'm going to say number one, the Jordan Chicago Bulls, because again, I mean, you could kind of say if Jordan doesn't leave and retire, eight, they win eight, one more. Eight so titles, yeah. so uh, I'm going to lead with them. Showtime Lakers, the Kobe. So I will combine Kobe, Phil Jackson, that, that 2000 to 2010. Um, and then I'm going to put... Well, well, listen, I mean, I'm not going to go back to the old school Celtics. Celtics. Yeah, yeah, oh, jeez. Yeah, that's, that's no, that was hate. a, that that's was a different has, point in time. That's because we hate... That's because we hate how many good no, no, players no, no, were in the NBA. The only other team that was cares? good was Jerry West and Elgin Baylor. Who cares? They still 
won. No, no, no. I you mean, cannot it, deny that they won all those rings. Oh, congratulations. The Cowboys oh won a God. ton of rings back in the day. They can't even oh buy a playoff win. Oh, my God. We'll give a medal oh to the Celtics. That's like saying, you know what? Forget the Patriots. It was no, no, so no. long ago. Like, so from, from, that's completely different. Listen, no, from 1969 and on. That's what the... Yes, the 19, those are the real championships. I don't, I don't wow. remember the 60s, G. Hey, I know we're kind of older, but I'm so... <laughs> You know, from 1969 and on, the Celtics have won. Listen, I'm going to put the, you know, Bird and, uh, you know, you know, uh, all those teams. McHale, McHale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right. Bird, okay. Bird was a bad man. Let's stop with the Bird hate, by the way. Bird's a top five player all time. Oh, of yeah, course. No, I 100% agree with you on that. Let's move on to the Dodgers pitcher, Tyler Anderson. Lost his no-hit bid in the ninth inning last night, giving up a one-out triple to Shohei Otani in the four, in uh, Dodgers' 4-1 victory over the Angels. Anderson is now 8-0 and threw a career-high 123 pitches, 78 first strikes. He also struck out 8 and walked two in lowering his ERA to 2.82. What do you guys think of Anderson nearly uh, his nearly historic performance? What an amazing, you know, pitching season for the Dodgers when, you know, you consider that Bueller's out, Clayton Kershaw's been hurt and they've been getting amazing performances by guys, you know, Tony Gonsolin, Tyler Anderson. Uh, this was a special night last night again. Dave Roberts has been criticized before for pulling guys, but he knew that this was a once in a career moment for Tyler and um, super bummed for him. Uh, Jake Dicker, by the way, was at the game last night. We were texting and I'm like, oh my God, two outs away and you're Shohei Otani, Brandon. Ruin the night for Tyler Anderson. Yeah, I, I just think this is more about the Angels sucking right now than the Dodgers being good. I mean, the Dodgers couldn't hit to save their life in that first game of the series. They barely got lucky on a Mookie Betts home run and a bases loaded walk. Otherwise, and, and then Kimbrel. I mean, this is we're deflecting from the main point. Kimbrel is an awful closer. Awful. Oh, just terrible. abysmal. Abysmal. Kenley Jansen has 18, 19 saves for the Braves. Braves are winning every game. And the Dodgers are blowing games in the later innings. They're lucky they were playing the Angels. They had their two best pitchers playing the Angels. And, you know, couldn't be worse luck for the Angels to go up against Tony Gonsolin and Tyler Anderson, who have been their two best pitchers. But, I mean, the Dave Roberts... that's the story, though. I mean, who, yeah. who would have thought going into the season that those would be, like, their top two pitchers? I mean, it's going to be Kershaw when I he mean, gets healthy. It really Bueller's, has to be Kershaw. Bueller's, you know, Bueller's stuff has, has uh, gotten worse, which is weird the past couple of years the slider still put away pitch but I think Tyler Anderson has always been good you know he was just with the Pirates so there wasn't much really known about him his changeup is like I mean he was throwing it in back hitters front door I mean he can throw it with with ease wherever he wants that's important he's one of the slow throwing lefties the Angels can't hit throw slow uh, slow throwing lefties ever they've yeah. never been able to hit th like slow throwing lefties so I'm not surprised this is more of an Angels problem than a Dodgers being dominant the Dodgers will probably go back to the mean and not look great in the next series. So, and the Angels are going to continue to suck. What a ju what just a disappointment. I mean, shouldn't you be used to this by now? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to retract my fandom. Hopefully, eventually, no, no. <laughs> be no team. I'll just vote for no for no baseball team. Is this going to be similar to yeah. uh, our, our Armand and his uh, Chicago retracting Bears. Chicago? 
bears yeah his yeah bears i mean the, the angels look they gotta at this point i said it before the season they should trade this sounds crazy they need to trade mike trout for a hall of prospects and they need to trade shohei otani for a hall of prospects they well, need shohei to build Otani's in a contract year yeah. so they, they might just lose him for well they're gonna lose him yeah i yeah. mean he makes them maybe keep one of them especially otani like just trade trout in his in his contract and then you can extend otani and he'd bring all the japanese fans in make a lot of money globally but like they need a hall of prospects they need to build from the ground up this organization has been in shambles for years and it doesn't look like this is going to be the year that we originally thought that they could be good their starting pitching is better but the relief pitching is just abysmal yeah i mean i'm not disagreeing with you i uh Moving on, the uh, organization, though, that is not in shambles, Colorado Avalanche. It, oh, looked, yeah. it looks like a runaway train that has been the Colorado Avalanche this postseason would easily roll on early in Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Final as the Avs took a 2-0 to zero and then a 3-1 to one lead against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa Bay did not uh, did force the game into overtime, though, before the Avs won 4-3. It was Colorado's sixth straight win this postseason. It's just one game, guys, but do you think Tampa Bay can come back and win their third straight? They, they can. I don't think that they will. And G.A., you know, uh, just because if Colorado takes a 2 nothing lead, it doesn't mean that the series is over. That being said, Colorado is not New York. Colorado has been the best team I've felt this 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 season. Um, an amazing run that they've had. Uh, you know, But they, really, in that game, they did show the heart of a champion, a back-to-back champion trying to go for three straight. When you fall down 2-0 on the road, when you go down 3-1 on the road, what does it take to come back? And so they they did. They uh, scored the goals, tied the game up, did not win it. Um, I am going with Tampa Bay in game two, tying that series, going back to Tampa. But uh, it's going to be tough because Colorado has not just been the best team this postseason. They've been the best team this entire season. So unless something crazy happens, and I don't think it will, I think Colorado does win. But I'm hoping for a good series. Yeah, absolutely. I'm... I'm not going to lie to you. I basically talked to all my Tampa Bay fans and said, you're going to get gentlemanly swept. I initially <laughs> said you were going to get swept, but I was like, that's just insane. Tampa probably has a game. They're so yeah. experienced. Yeah. So that's so that's my other, that's their other saving grace, right? They have the best goalie in hockey right now. Yeah. Tampa does. So that, that has definitely been their saving grace throughout the whole entire Eastern Conference uh, playoffs. But... Colorado has the best two that's players a, in Also, hockey. that's a confidence killer when you take the game to OT and you lose to the best team well, or I to think, a much better team. Well, in I fact. think that it happened because there was an, there was a penalty at the very, very end of the third. Yeah, yeah. And, like, that hurt them. That had to really, really just... Because it's just a mental mistake. It wasn't it's, even yeah. some... It's basically, like the 95 bowls i wouldn't say the avalanche are that talented but like in basketball terms versus an experienced like larry bird celtics team yeah i mean colorado's been due though man like they have been they've been due due. and this is by far the best roster i've seen in the nhl and i think a couple years in my opinion like this is a dominant roster i agree i mean the only the only saving grace again that tampa has not only do they have a great the best goalie in hockey at this yeah. moment in time, but they also have experience, experience. right? They have all yeah. these guys that have already been. You have McDonough that's already been in there. You have you have so many guys that have already been to a Stanley Cup and won a Stanley Cup. Not only yeah. won one, they've won twice. No, nah, it's Colorado's times, year, know? though. So had, I feel like they're due. So I'm going to go a gentlemanly sweep on this one for uh, Colorado. Don't don't fail me because I'm, <laughs> I'm going to get a lot of grief uh, going in if they, if, they, if they don't win this one. But yeah, I feel like they're due. So... Moving on, the NBA season 
could be over tonight, guys. Um, and teams are already making moves for next season. First, yep. you have the Denver Nuggets trading JaVale. Uh, J- La 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 la. Sorry. Jamichael Jamichael uh, <laughs> Green. Who will get waived, by the way. For a first round draft pick. And yesterday, you have the Houston Rockets trading Christian Wood to the Dallas Mavs for the number 26 pick in this year's draft and four players with expiring contracts. Do you think either of these moves will move the needle in the Western Conference? I love season? the move for the Mavericks. I mean, those are four guys, again, not just on contract years that didn't really do much in the postseason. Christian Wood, um, listen, talking to some people around the league you know may have some problems huge upside i will defer to our uh, guys here i mean listen i love what the mavericks done i don't think either move moves the needle but i do like that Mm. move a ton for the mavericks i think the move is like bobon to no i'm kidding to houston no (laughs) i love bobon everyone loves bobon everyone (laughs) loves bobon that's the guy i actually wish he would play more minutes like he's he definitely changes the pace of the game but going back to the the mavericks trade i disagree rosh i do think it moves the needle luka Doncic was so close to a championship getting to the nba finals if they find a way to use the bird rights to retain brunson I mean, they got to be the second favorite behind the Warriors. I mean, maybe wow. maybe behind the Clippers and the Nuggets if they're healthy too, maybe fourth. But they definitely have a better shot. Wood is the perfect complement to Dinwiddie and Doncic with his ability to get to the rim with a multitude of moves, hit threes, better defender every single year he's improving. So, I love Christian Wood. I love the addition. I just think that when it when you look at the Dallas roster, he might actually end up coming off the bench and being like a six man for them. It depends what they want to do with no. the roster, but. I, I think that Dwight Powell and the defense that he gives them is more valuable to their team in the starting lineup. But regardless, it doesn't matter because this Mavericks team is loaded with talent now, and they're going to add Christian Wood and Tim Hardaway Jr. They have to re-sign Jalen. Sleeping Rush, on though. Wood's defense, man. It's going to get better with Jason Kidd. Trust me. Yeah, I mean, I, so I think it moves the needle for the Mavericks from being a five seed to a four seed. I don't have them in the top three again. I'm very high on the Clippers. If they are healthy, I think <laughs> I, I think they are right. They always there find a way to choke, though. So. Listen, if they choke, they choke. I'm more worried about them being healthy. If they are healthy, they're gonna be. I don't think they're going to beat the Warriors, but listen, I mean, at least they'll be in the hunt. All right, let's leave it there for now. When uh, we come back, we'll be joined by our good friend Nick Hamilton when we return on the Mighty or 1090 in Southern California, the fan in Las Vegas on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mighty or 1090 ESPN Radio. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports. With two ways to win and no rake. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com for details. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Still clam when the underground, when we come around. 
Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mighty Air 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or a comment or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Los Angeles, Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline, 310-400-0340. All right, let's go out to the Circa Sports guest hotline. Circa Millions and Circa Survivor Pro Football Contest with $12 million in guaranteed prizes are back. Visit circusports.com for details here he is our good friend nick hamilton nick how are you doing my friend i'm doing good man happy birthday to the late great tupac shakur aka machiavelli the don <laughs> that's right and by the way if if you folks out there who can go have not checked out the uh, tupac museum in downtown los angeles it is amazing i'm glad they extended it it was supposed to be done in may i think they I, I don't know how long but uh definitely want to encourage people to go check that out it was incredible um nick i saw you uh, for game one of the freeway series were you there last night briefly but yeah, I was uh, <laughs> well here's why i bring that up because unless uh you know sometimes you and certainly me if we if we don't have to do anything post game we leave and uh what is your thoughts if if you are not there for a potential no hitter? I mean, are you fine with that? Are you a little bit like, man, I should have stayed? Uh, depends on the moment. Yeah, I think you know, depends on the moment. The player. First of all, congratulations to Tyler Anderson, uh, who performed, who, who pitched masterfully. Excuse me, masterfully uh, when it came to the his debut or his his innings that he pitched. Uh, against the Angels to sweep the Angels in the first part of the freeway series. Um, it depends on who the pitcher is, to be honest with you. And there's no disrespect to Tyler Anderson because I think Tyler Anderson is a phenomenal pitcher along with Tony Gosselin. It's probably the two best pitchers the Dodgers have currently that have been consistent uh, up until this point. But, yeah, sometimes you, you miss them, sometimes you don't. You know, we've been in this business uh, quite a while, right? Sometimes we'll get it and sometimes we don't. But as long as we know we can witness it, in what some way, shape, or form, will be all right. Your uh, thoughts on that two-game series again? I, I think it was a crucial series for both teams. Both teams were struggling at the time. Obviously, one not as much as the other, but uh, two big wins for the Dodgers. Uh, your thoughts on the significance of that? Well, I think it was huge. I think it was it was a more of a confidence booster for the Dodgers, who actually, like we said, came off a three-game losing streak against their hated rivals in the San Francisco Giants over the weekend. So they had to find their winning ways. Obviously, Mookie Betts found the the, the, the home run uh, that he needed to find in that series, as well as, like I said, great masterful pitching by Tony Gonsolin and Tyler Anderson. Um, I think the Angels look more lost than the plan of the Bermuda Triangle because they have no identity. They don't know what's going, which end is up. Um, you, uh, the only thing I think the most, I would say the most appealing and the most memorable moment for the Angels is when Mike Trout robbed a home run from Chris Taylor. Yeah, um, and we know how great Mike Trout is. He's arguably one of the greatest hitters of our generation. But that was the only hot, that was only bright spot for the Angels. Other than that, was there? I mean, you fired a, a, a Hall of Fame manager in Joe Madden for what? Um, and they're continuing to lose. Nothing is turned around. It's not like what the Phillies did with Joe Girardi when they fired Joe Girardi and then went on this big, you know, winning streak. And you say, okay, well, maybe Joe Girardi was the answer. 
factor on why they weren't winning the way they, they should have been winning. But in this case, for the Angels, it's not. So it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what transpires all the way up into the All-Star break for this Angels club. Because I don't think Phil Nevin is the answer. I think he's a Band-Aid on something that requires stitches and rehabilitation. Um, but for the Dodgers, great uh, push in the right direction. They have a nice homestand. They got the Cleveland Guardians of the Baseball Galaxy coming yeah. up coming to town. <laughs> so that's going to be interesting to see how they fare off in that four-game series. And I think they should be able to take three out of four from the Cleveland Guardians of the Baseball Galaxy um, and then continue back on their winning ways as they continue to be one of the best baseball teams in the major leagues. Nick, uh, we have found out today that Sue Bird is officially retiring following this season. Again, we, we, we thought that she may have retired a year ago. She came back. Just put into context, you know, the career that Sue has had. You know, Sue Bird has been a, a phenomenal just player all, all across the board. I mean, she's a multi-time champion, Olympic gold medalist, all-star, a multi-time all-star player. Um, and it's interesting, when I listened to her on uh, J.J. Reddick's podcast, and they talked about Super Team, and it was interesting how she came up and said, you know what, her and, her and Diana Taurasi never th- talked about creating a Super Team, much like how we've seen the Boston Celtics yeah. do in 08, or the Miami Heat, or even the L.A. Lakers uh, in their time. So it's been interesting to hear you know stories like that. But Sue Bird has been a phenomenal ambassador to not only just the women's game, but to the game of basketball itself. Um, it's going to be different to see her not on the floor uh, playing the game that she so loves and has endured over the course of time and really open up the doors uh, and really put the Seattle Storm on the map between her and Lauren Jackson. Uh, but when you think about the Seattle Storm, when you think about the WNBA, one of the faces that you do think about is Sue Bird. I know we talk about the greatness of Diana Taurasi and Candace Parker, uh, the, the Maya Moores of the world, but Sue Bird has definitely transitioned uh, the game of basketball to me really elevated the women's game itself uh, to create more opportunities and doors for young ladies to play this, play this game. Hey Nick, um, thank you so much again for coming two days in a row, man. It's like a, it's like a treat. <laughs> hey bro. man, thank man, thank y'all. I appreciate it. It's a, it's a huge treat. It's a huge treat. Um, speaking of the WNBA, uh, who do you think that the new face will be? Because I mean, we have obviously we have multiple different faces. We have Candace Parker. We have. You know, Diana Taurasi, Sue Bird as well. Who do you think the next generation of um, the the face of the WNBA might possibly be to take the um, to take her place? Um, you have to have to look at Asia Wilson. I think Asia Wilson is one of those faces that you have to pay attention to. I mean, she's she's electric. Um, she is so multifaceted, not just what, what she does on the court but off the court as well. She's extremely marketable. Um, she's a, she's just a phenomenal ambassador to the game. Um, and I think you have to look at the young rookie, uh, Ryan Howard, uh, who is with the Atlanta Dream. I think she has an opportunity to really do some damage. Um, I think um, there's a couple of faces in the WNBA that really that really stand out to so me. Are you high um, on Ayahuasca? Oh, I, I love Sabrina. I think yeah. Sabrina is. I think Sabrina is definitely. But she, unfortunately, she's in that transition period where they're trying to find their way and find their identity and give to some winning ways where they actually can make, you know, some significant deep playoff runs to really push her name out there. Um, but I think Sabrina is a phenomenal, talented player. She has a very high basketball IQ. Um, she's marketable. Uh, she's in the number one market in New York City, so how could you not be when you're in that market? But I think, like I said, the person that stands out to me the most um, would be, besides Sabrina, like I said, I think Asia Wilson. 
Uh, I think the only thing that's missing from Asia Wilson's resume is a championship, which could very much happen this season the way that they've been on this tier as one of the, as, as the best team in the WNBA in the Las Vegas Aces. Nick, are you uh, looking forward to the uh, draft? I think it's weird. Like, as soon as the finals are, are, are done, we got the uh, draft and our uh, good friend co-host, Brandon Deutsch, has the top two rounds, round by round, pick by pick. Are you excited about the draft, or, or, or do you wish there was a kind of a gap where you can t- take a quick breath, I guess? Honestly, Arash, I don't give a damn about the draft. Like, who cares? It's nothing. You know, you remember you remember when the draft used to be exciting when you got to watch guys come out of college and yeah. say, "Man, that dude might be a number one or number two or you know top five pick." Nowadays, it's like, okay, and because it's such high turnover because of this one and done rule in the college game, it doesn't give you a true opportunity to really get to know these guys and to really get to know these players as far as saying, "Okay, you watch them develop." from their freshman year to possibly their junior year and then having them opportunity to come out. Um, hopefully that could, that, hopefully guys will be able to stay in a little bit longer with the new NIL rule where they can get compensated for their services while playing collegiate ball. But I think it, to me, it just, it doesn't really give the enthusiasm as it used to when you had guys coming out and saying, okay, I'm going to watch this kid because this kid is something special. No, now I don't disagree with you. I, 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 you know, college ball and me, it's like, bread and butter it's a great combination so i just i don't disagree with you on that one i'd love to see these guys develop i would love you know the back in the day when you had leitner be there for four years and then go into the nba you had you know grant hill stay four years ago and and i I would love to see that but you had a number one draft pick kobe bryant who didn't even go to college and we see him in you know in stardom you see you know uh, the LeBron James of the world, you know, and we all knew that he was going to be a son, he was going to be a star, and he was going into the draft. And those were, like, really exciting moments, right? So are you discounting that mm-hmm. as well? Because the, that's what we're in right now. We're in a different era of one-and-dones being the new stars of these drafts. See, I found Jihei's future, you know, career. She's going to be in politics because she loves <laughs> twisting the words around, like, a press effect. <laughs> no, it's not what I'm saying, Jihei. What I'm saying is... Listen, how many LeBrons, how many Kobe's, how many Kevin Garnett's are in this particular draft? Because I don't, I don't, I haven't heard, I haven't heard a much buzz about anybody on that level. Now I'm sure there's some good players that are out there that are in the draft that are going to be able to contribute significantly to their respectable NBA team. But I have not seen or heard of an individual of that of or individuals of those calibers that we mentioned in this particular draft, or even in last year's draft. So until I find somebody of, of that caliber, where Everybody is buzzing. I mean, the last time we had a real buzz was Zion Williamson. That was the last that time was we two had a real years buzz. Ago, man. <laughs> well, also, years also, ago. also, Nick, what? And, Cade, and what? Cade Cunningham didn't have that buzz to you because that's a future superstar right there. Keyword future. Well, yeah, that, that is true. But they're, they're all okay. gonna have. This is the future. That that's the whole point. They're not gonna be yeah, great but, entering but, the league. There's not many yeah, Lebrons. Rookie, You're right. Like rookie, have you? Uh, go on, Brandon. Sorry. No, I was just gonna say like this. Like Nick's right in the sense like not as many people care anymore because there's not a culture of watching these people develop in college. Like when I evaluated all these prospects, it was like I didn't know half of these guys only since high school. Right. Some of these guys don't most of these guys don't even stay. That's a problem that needs to be fixed, obviously. But there's always a Giannis Antetokounmpo or Nikola. Not always, but there could be in this draft, you know, that kind of 
falls through the cracks and becomes an NBA star, like that's always a possibility. Like that's kind of where the trajectory of this draft, like these drafts are going. There's not a LeBron, there's not a Kobe, but there's a Nikola Jokic, there's a Giannis Antetokounmpo, you know, that could be a sleeper and become an NBA superstar, right? And it's all about development. Well, and I don't disagree with you. I think that there, it's it's definitely about development. It's about what team, you know, picks you and then says, you know what, we're going to cultivate you and we're going to, you know, rise you from the ashes, so to speak, or whatever, and, you know, make you this great player. But it's in them. You know what I mean? So, like, I maybe it's just me because I actually do attempt to do research prior to the draft, and so do you, Brandon. Yeah. Um, well, we like I, we knew that certain people were going to be stars. We knew that certain people were going to be, and I, and I think maybe just for people as a whole, they just don't know, right? And then maybe, well, let me, yeah, Nick. I'm sorry. Yeah. Let me ask you this question: So you knew Jordan Poole was going to be a star? I knew he'd be good. No, I mean, I didn't know. It's all about development, my though. Question. No, you're right. You're right. Um, no, I don't think anybody Jordan did except the Warriors, including his coach, okay. who who did not draft him. Because <laughs> <laughs> people were like, "What exactly. the heck does his coach know?" He passed on him as well. Did you know Kyle Kuzma was going to be some sort of a star? No. No, I did not think that Kyle Kuzma was going to be a star. Well, okay. get, if once you got that man out so of my, L.A., I mean, it was a different story. And, and, right, but I'm saying why he was in L.A. Because my point is... Oh, no, he was a bum in L.A., dude. I had high I'm hopes. not going to call him a bum. I had high... No, he wasn't a bum. No, he wasn't a bum. And he, he did improve defensively. You're right. I had higher expectations once he came to L.A., I, th- I think. Okay, but what... Okay, that's fine. But what I'm saying is, my point is, these guys were, were low first round draft picks, basically. When I say Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma okay. were low first round draft picks, and they were significant in their respectable team on their respectable teams at the times that they were drafted. Right? It took like like Brandon said, it took time to develop. My point is, there was not a lot of buzz about Jordan Poole. There was not a lot of buzz about Kyle Kuzma. Now, like I said, Zion Williamson, John Morant. We watched these guys develop. There was buzz around these two individuals that were drafted. But that was the last time we really got a chance to really see these guys not only buzz in college, but be able to elevate, uh, especially John Morant with the, with the Memphis Grizzlies. Now, Zion can't, keep, can't seem to keep, keep his mouth shut when it comes to food. And that's why he's been on the team. <laughs> yeah, he does need to lose weight. Dressing like TD, dressing like but TD that's there. the NBA's fault, no? For, no. Not, for not promoting these guys no. more? No. Whose no, fault is it then? No, it's the, it, listen, the best ability is availability, right? So to me, yes, they're small markets. But at the same time, the NBA could not, could the NBA do a better job at promoting some of these stars or more doing more to promote some of these stars? Absolutely. But it also, in this day and age, with social media, with all their side deals, as far as the, from, you know, the deals they get from these various companies, they're going to be able to promote themselves. Now, will they get an opportunity to promote themselves once they get into bigger markets? Absolutely, because the markets do count. doesn't matter how much the NBA promotes you. If you're in a smaller market, if you're not one of the top five media markets, then you're not going to get as much promotion as you would as the person that's in the, one of the top five media markets. That's just how it goes. 100%. And it's also like the NCAA and ESPN and, and networks tried to promote Paulo, what is it, Boniero or Bonchero? Boncaro. Boncaro. And like the, yeah. the problem was he's just not that exciting compared to like other players in the past couple of years. I think that's you another have, thing, right? Yeah, you got to have personality. <laughs> you got to have charisma. You got to have personality. Well, his game is it. just not exciting. He doesn't fit the modern NBA, in my he opinion. He is marketable, though. He like I, I will give Paulo this. Like he is very. He's very slow marketable. and doesn't play defense. Yet everyone thinks he's going to be a superstar. 
Hey, you're preaching the choir. I'm, I told you already <laughs> that I don't think he's going to be a bust. Wait, wait, what is he a lead at? That's the thing. Like, that's what, a, how is he a top three prospect? Like, this oh, goes to Nick's hoop, point. Though, this goes, yeah, hoop. yeah, he can go get a bucket. Like, congratulations. You want, he was, you want a medal to, to last in the NBA? You need to play defense, right? Especially as a big. I, I agree, but he, if you looked at him and towards the end of the season, he did pick up that D. D is all about effort, too. So, like, he's just going to have to, he's just and he's a big body. I'll give him that. But the thing is, this goes back to Nick's point. These players are not. Not as exciting anymore as well it's another thing it's another wow, thing you guys are agreeing well also no there's no way that well, Nick and Brandon too, can agree that's <laughs> no no absolutely no I refuse to agree with Brandon <laughs> <laughs> but no I mean I I, I think he makes I think he makes Brandon make a valid point and also too you got to have personality and charisma if you don't have that and I think a lot of guys don't have that or don't don't understand the effect of marketing and advertising and branding People know what branding is, but they don't ingratiate themselves into the branding model to be able to advertise and sponsor themselves to be, make themselves an entity. They still look at themselves as just players, but when you get to a certain level, you're no longer just a player. You are an entity. You know, in the words of my man Jay-Z, I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. Let me handle my business. Damn. And that's what they have to, that's the mentality that these kids have to come into it with. And then when you look at Zion Williamson, you look at John Morant, these are why these guys are still elevating in the, in the directions that they are, whether they're playing or not, because they understood the assignment. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. I was just going to add one last thing to this. It's, it's also like a lot of the personality guys like Jaden Hardy, uh, Dyson Daniels, you know, Jalen Green from last year. They go to the G League now. Yeah. So this is like this is something that, you know, there's a complete different side of promotion rather than just the NCAA basketball. And Mikey Williams is probably going to do the same thing. I doubt he goes to college. I mean, he's probably going to go to G. And he, that, that guy's the most, um, I wouldn't say marketable guy, but one of the mo more marketable prospects in recent memory with his brand. So where he goes is going to be important in how the trajectory of the future of promoting these prospects goes. Wait, so what happened with that? I mean, do, do will we see more um, high school kids go to the G League? 100%. Yeah. Oh, of course. 100%. Yeah. They're going to go get their bag and play against professional players. But the new rule, has that changed it where I can go to Duke and make like $2 million Yeah, yeah. Million? I mean, it definitely, it definitely... Yeah. yeah. It definitely, you know, gives them options. But I just think at this time, like the NCAA just isn't the same product it used to be. Yeah. And kids know that. For me, though, I would rather go to a Duke, right, and and make your bag because you you could still do that, Nick. I mean, tell me what you you would do if you were if you got a two million dollar deal from a G League team or, or two million from Duke. Like, I still could go to Duke, right? I'd go to North Carolina. I would or, never or, 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 sorry, <laughs> sorry. Okay, yes, right, North never. Carolina. Okay, but, but like I think the stage in college just having those big games and the uh, tournament, like even if with the G League they, they they paid me slightly more, but if you're with a big time program, right? I mean, you can. I mean, now you can legally make a ton of money. G. I I mean, would you go G League or? Let's just say for you, Duke. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be biased. It's different so, for you. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to yeah, be yeah. super, super biased. So this is like the worst question for me. For you, yeah. But, I mean, if this was like my kid or if this was, you know, maybe even just me as an individual and, you know, depending on your circumstances, the G League might not be a bad option. You know what I mean? Because and you're playing against actual professionals yeah, versus, versus you're playing guys. against yeah. college kids. But, again, I'm biased on this, so I would just go to Duke. <laughs> I would, I wouldn't, I would go to, I would go to a, a, a D1 school because yeah. you got TV rights, you have, and then if you get into the tournament, you got all this exposure in addition to making money. 
Right now, the G League is not on the level of the NCAA as far as advertising sponsorship. Now, I think they will get there at some point, but that may take the next five to seven years before you start seeing that. So I think if I were a D1 athlete, a five-star, a four-star recruit, I'm going to a D1 school, USC, Michigan, yeah. uh, North Carolina, that other school up Tobacco Road. Oh, forget um, you, man. <laughs> forget <laughs> you. <laughs> no, because here's the thing. If you play if you play your cards right, you'll get that stage. You'll be in Los Angeles or New York or something like that. Nick, you're the best. Two days in a row. Thank you so much for that. Happy Father's exactly. Day, Exactly. Happy Father's Day, my friend. Uh, that's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.